everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 482. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gummy. And how is everybody doing tonight? Our, right Twitter, our, our Twitch still says that you're playing Scott Pilgrim. I tried to change it. Wait, hold on, hold the, on. Uh, it's fixed. Least, but... It's fixed. It's fixed. It's it fixed. Okay. It's fixed. All right. But, uh, yeah, uh, 2021 is off to a, a very different start. Uh, but yeah. I, I know, right? Okay. So he, he, here's the thing. I updated the stream information, but I forgot to hit update information. I'm thinking, all right, I put it in. It's going to automatically update. So information has been updated. I am not playing Scott Pilgrim versus the world. The game that was yesterday. We're doing the actual podcast. Oh <laughs> yes. VX underscore eight. We're back. Okay. We're back from a pretty good uh, holiday break. You know, it's, it's fun times, fun times, you know, fun times for all. <laughs> oh, man. You know, there is this app out called, I'm, I'm going to have to download it now, called Twitch Switcher that allows you to switch your stream information back and forth. I need to put that in so I can just hit the button, update, and just flip everything over because keeping everything where it's supposed to be, well, that was fast. Okay. It, it was a bot. It's a, it's a bot. I, I know, but still, I didn't. Hey, um, we be. I didn't even see anything pop up. I just saw banned. I know. Yep. Who was that guy? <laughs> but uh, uh, there are a lot of bots going around on Twitch. So if you do see me banning and stuff, it's usually because it's a bot or it's a nasty, nasty human being. But in general, uh, yeah, no, I've been I've been working really hard on a lot of my Twitch stuff recently. Mm -hmm. So it, it's fine. This one's a well-known bot. So. You know, oh, okay. There, there, there is this, there is this uh, picture, and I've used this some time to time on Facebook as a GIF. It's um, Twilight Sparkle dressed up as like the sniper from Team Fortress Two, and she's just sitting there with um, sitting there, you know, behind the rocks, you know, just ready to, just ready to one shot, one kill. That's Ichigo. She's just sitting there, perched up in the nest, with her sniper's <laughs> rifle, you know, just waiting to take out all of the bots. And I, and actually, the one you just bought, you just got kicked. Th that I think that's a generic bot that's in everybody's uh, stream. It is, but unfortunately, when you get bots into your stream, mm -hmm. it's easier for them to replicate and to start harassing your channel. So it's just good to go through and do general maintenance. Um, I personally on my channel have probably banned about a thousand bots so far, Damn. but I'm basically just making it through the list. Uh -huh. Wow. That's all I gotta say is wow. <laughs> oh, geez. Anywho, um, let, let, let's get into everything. Um, wow. Okay. Um, we are live tonight, week of January 19, 2021, right here on Twitch TV. We're live every Thursday from 9.30 to 11 Eastern Standard Time 
here on Twitch. You can find us at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. We are very thankful for some of the other um, podcasters, Twitch streamers that host us. We are proud to be part of the Voice of Geeks Network. You can find them at vognetwork.com and also live at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. And you can also find them on Discord, and you can find us there too at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel, so come by, hang out, and have a good time with us. And I believe we'll be reopening the indoor heated pool. I believe Junami finally clamped it out like he's supposed to, so it is very much appreciated and so. All right, we're going to kick things off, because I know we all probably have some interesting stories to tell about the last three weeks that we have been we have not been here and for those of you who are kind of new to anime jam session between christmas and i guess mlk weekend or day we, we take three to four weeks off that's the time we just kick back we relax we don't worry about anything we just have a good time you know we just relax and i'll have to admit the first week off i'm just like wait what am i supposed to do tonight Oh, wait, there's shows I need to catch up on. Let me go do that instead. So, you know, I didn't I'm just lucky that I didn't have to miss any episodes because of work, aside from the last one of the year last year. Eh, don't even worry about it, my friend. Um, anywho, let's kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? But in this case, how was your holiday break? Ari, how was your holiday break? Uh, well, I did a lot of overtime. Oof. Like, a lot. Because, well... It was. I just knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be flowing like water. Mm-hmm. And in the in the week leading up to Christmas, I was on the midnight shift, which is ten ten o'clock in the, the previous night to six o'clock in the morning. Right. And I would. And I did so many doubles. Like the check I got, like not this one today, but the the last one before it, I had over forty hours of overtime. That was like an additional paycheck and a half that week. And because I was in between, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. In between working on, you know, the midnight shift and pulling so many doubles, I would like legitimately lose track of what day and what time it was. And it was just maddening. At one point when it was, you know, when the weather got really bad and it was like raining and snowing, and we had call-outs by the droves. Yeah. Like, it got to the point where, like, my boss had told me, like, cause, because I almost got to work a triple, you know, 24 hours straight. I'm just like, if it comes down to that and you feel yourself falling asleep, just let it happen. I'm like, well, I'm fairly certain you're not allowed to work that, all, like, that long to begin with, but thanks? Because I think your boss gets it. He understands. <laughs> Or probably the fact that I have bags under my eyes that go down to my beard. <laughs> and you were probably at that point just rolling into work w- with an IV that's br- that's black looking. You're like, what is that? Oh, oh no, that's my coffee, so we're good. I, I, I can't drink coffee. It just makes me shake too much. It doesn't keep me awake all that often. Maybe the occasional, uh, you know, iced coffee from, from uh, Dunkin' Donuts, but that's only for, like, long road trips to a con, you know? Uh, I, I did get a new webcam right here. It has a built-in ring light. It looks really nice. It does. And I was going to say for the mention of like, uh, long convention drives, the nostalgia, Mm. when the nostalgia hits, like, (laughs) 
Yeah, basically, I was looking for, you know, just a standalone ring light, and I figured, eh, wait, maybe I can just up, upgrade it to, all together. Right. And I, you know, I ended up getting this for Christmas, and, uh, well, the instructions were on, like, a single piece of, like, toilet paper level quality, and in broken English, I'm like, oh, God, I hope this thing doesn't pollute my computer with viruses. But, you know, it hasn't, so... You mean something wrong? So it wasn't fancy like this. Because <laughs> I, I have one. I have one of those webcams. Remember, I talked about this back in September. I ended up getting one. I ended up signing up and getting it for free as long as I left the review. So I might you, plug you it in. You probably feel ripped off, don't you? I I can't say I was ripped off because I got I was reimbursed for it, and. And as Critical Myth says in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, cons. I remember those. Oh, and I also got a Visa gift card. Nice. I had asked for an Omaha Steaks gift card because, you know, that's what I was going to spend it on. So mm -hmm. I just got this anyway. Got a nice package for it. But one of the things I had in the cart was, well, it's called Colossal Bacon. They, they only sell it in eight ounce packs. I'm thinking, oh, wow, that's going to be good. And I got it, I looked at it, there were four goddamn strips in the pack. Like, normal size strips, and they're like this thick, but there's only four of them. I'm like, wow, this is way overpriced. No, like, no, granted, no. It's, it's going to be... That's, that's like pork belly at that point. See, that's that baking you, you don't cook for breakfast. You kind of cut it in half, and you kind of bake it for a special occasion, you know? Oh, I'm going to candy the hell out of that stuff. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah, I retired my old sandals, you know, the, the white and the beige ones from, they were like 2003 or four. Right, right, yep. They finally bit the dust. They were just falling apart, and I got some new ones. But, you know, other than that, it's just been uh, work, m work stuff, gaming. Uh, I had my last performance review as a pro for probation today, so uh, that's good. Glad to hear I that. Congratulations, that, uh, friendo. Huh? Congratulations on that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's six months since I've been a supervisor and uh, never had a job for this long, so... <laughs> I think we've all been there about that. Oh, and VX8 uh, wants to know, were they at least colossal? Oh, yeah. That, like like I said, like regular, you know, normal like lengths, like strips of bacon in lengthwise, but they're like a centimeter thick at least. You know, yeah, because like when I do my shopping, like today I picked up two packs of bacon. It was on sale. Buy one, get one free. But I see like the thick bacon that's like 10 ounce package and it's like, 10 strips and it's like $8 and I look at it and I go when I when my normal paycheck gets to the point where it can, I can get another digit on there then I'll start buying that bacon yeah this is definitely the uh, special occasion stuff a actually I'll, I'll post a link to it in the chat so you can uh, get a view for yourself about how big it is hmm Nice, nice. And I see it to Beery says, on work days like this, I can remember the cons, but I have a hard time remembering the pros. Wah, wah. Uh, 
poo. <laughs> Mako Chan, how was your holiday break? Meh. Ichigo, how was your holiday break? <laughs> tracks missing we're just gonna go all out okay ding ahead, ding Marco. ding yeah so um truthfully not much happened i went to work and then i had the holidays and then i went to work and then i had more holidays uh, at some point in there i got sick uh, at some point in there damien got sick oh yeah it's been fun <laughs> yes damien right now has a cold so you may hear him in the background sneezing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it. I, I, you know, right now I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do for my birthday. If I want to do anything for my birthday, seeing as how it's, you know, like three weeks away. Yeah, I guess that's where we get take out the betting pool and see how much snow we get that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm actually I'm actually thinking about skipping anything and then doing something like an unbirthday party. Um, in the summer, once, uh, you know, things have calmed down again, once more people have gotten the vaccine, mm -hmm. um, hopefully by then we'll be able to actually do something. I would really like to go bar hopping somewhere. Um, don't know where, but, you know, that's got to wait. You see, um, my idea of bar hopping now is let the bars open. You just go up. You collect the drink in, your, in, 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 in a plastic cup, you pay, you go down the block, get another cup full of be adult beverage, pay for it, and walk down the block some more. That's my well, idea of bar hopping right now. It's in some place like New York City or some place around the, the shore or the beach. That doesn't really happen just random. Because yeah. there aren't enough bars in the area to be able to walk from one to another around here. Not that I would want to walk around here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not exactly safe to be walking around in my area. Uh, there's usually at least an accident on the main strip of road uh, right by me. At mm. least, you know, once or twice every week. So I, I don't do much walking in this area. But yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, just thinking I'm going to do a little thing, uh, just local and, you know, I already have plans with the family for my actual birthday and then I'll plan something later on. That's good. Maybe, you know, once everything calms down, maybe get a room near the, near the beach or something. Yeah, that's something else I'd want to do. Just look at like. You know, days during the summer when there's like beach property for rent, or like Ocean, Ocean City or Wildwood, something like that. Mm. I just miss going down there. You know what? I just think everyone just misses just traveling in general. You know, that's basically what it is. Because I know everybody on the podcast are either extroverts, introverts, or ambiverts. And I think well, that's all you can be. Yeah, I'm just. You just named all three choices. Okay. So, yes, everybody on the podcast is going to be one of those three choices. Yeah. Yes, congratulations. 
I'm just, well, I was trying to say, regardless of what, what we are, I, I think we're all at that point where we're going stir fucking crazy. I agree with that. Yes. I it, it has been now over a year since we've gone to a convention. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I had plans outside of convention to take a trip into Vermont. Um, I really want to go and see the uh, Ben and Jerry's factory. Mm-hmm. And while going up there, uh, I had already planned a route to be able to pass the... Um, the Yankee Candle, uh, plant. Well, no, it's their it's their main store, so they actually sell a lot of um it's their discontinued flagship. items, but like old discontinued items. They have um, like they still have the the scented soaps that they don't even make anymore. Uh, They have a lot of the really old discontinued scents that they still have out. So uh, there is one scent that I like um, that it's they do bring it back occasionally. But I want to go up there and stock up on it because, you know, they they don't do it often enough and I'm almost out. Um, So, yeah, so. I really want to get up there and see what they have. Um, I want to get up to Vermont and walk around up there a little bit. And of course that didn't happen. So yeah, I would really like to attempt to do that this year. Well, we're not Maybe stupid enough to fall. do any kind of, uh, you know, endangering behavior. Well, no, I, I, there have been very few instances that I've actually hung out with people. I can count on one hand how many times I've actually hung out, hung out outside of my house um, during all of this. So I, I'm I'm not going to do something like that just to cure my cabin fever or anything like that. I will say, though, that I have a nice stockpile of PTO since mm-hmm. I didn't go to conventions last year and I didn't take off. Uh, so I'm actually taking off a couple of days for my birthday and I still have over a week of PTO. So, nice. I, yeah, um, that's, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to be able to use that and use it without having to just sit at the house. Now, I hear that. And, you know, as, as I've said, and I've discussed on this podcast before, I have done my quarantine traveling, but I'm not like all these other idiots out here that are traveling and not following safety procedures and protocols. I, I, if it's outside the tri-state area and I go somewhere, I come back, I get tested, I stay home. Once the test comes back negative, I still stay home because seriously, where, where am I going? Yeah, it's not like there's a whole hell of a lot to do in your area that doesn't involve just sitting to eat. Mm-hmm. Look, even I question the fact that you have outdoor dining in the wintertime by constructing heated tents for people to go in and eat with coats on. That I mean, that kind of defeats the purpose. I can understand during the summertime. I mean, but during the winter, I'm you know what? I'll, I'll just take I'll, I'll just take that to go. I just lived like two blocks down the way, you know. So. Yeah, it, it's been it's been a year since I've actually eaten in a restaurant, so that's really weird. I mean, 
I've still gone and gotten takeout and crap like mm-hmm. that, but it's like I haven't even gone shopping. I haven't gone to restaurants. It's very, very weird. <laughs> well, I, I and did. Yet I still have no money. <laughs> I, I went out to a restaurant once when I went out into town with my friend and her whole and her whole family. They was celebrating like multiple birthdays together with mine. We went out, but when we went into the restaurant, I could tell you this now: there was at least five. Oh, there was only five tables with people in it. We were one of them, and it was like not even six feet apart. It was like closer to seven to eight feet apart from each other, taped off and all of that. I was just like, oh, okay, you know. Hell, the next day we went and picked up a friend. We went and got sushi, and we 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 hung out at her at my friend's college campus. We sat outside, like on out on the soundstage, and we we were just chilling out there, and we were still like two feet away from each other. So you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, yeah, there, there are a couple of restaurants in this area um, I had to actually walk around in Red Bank and there are a couple of restaurants that they actually have each outdoor table in its own dome and then when, a, when the party is done at that table they come in and they completely disinfect everything they spray the out the insides of the dome. They spray the table, you know, so that people That's are able good. to actually come in safely to eat. Um, so, I mean, I, there's always that option. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, it'd be quite an interesting experience, you know. Yeah, I just I like I really miss going into the city. I like that's my normal birthday thing is to go into the city and walk around and drink and hang out and sucks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Granted, most of the places that I would want to go into the city are now closed because of all of this bullshit. So a moment of silence for the way station. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll get a room and get some booze and just make drinks out of this uh, book. I have. There you go. And as Sia uh, Tiberi says, the only place I've been consistently is the yarn shop, but everyone's in a mask and distance and sanitizing. I just don't want to go out otherwise anymore. Uh, bro, like I said, my Tuesday is the only day I actually do stuff. My no- I do my weekly shopping or as I like call it foraging for food and I buy my dinner and I come back and that's it. If I leave the house after that, laundry, medication or... Holy shit, there is something I actually forgot to buy on Tuesday. Let me run to the corner store and get it. Or me walking out down the walkway to pick up my delivery, even though I tell them to just bring it down here. But that's a story for another time. Anywho, Ichigo, how was your holiday break? Uh, it was surprisingly productive. Yeah? Like, it was productive in ways that I didn't expect to be productive. If any of you guys know me, you know that I, while I am a... Uh, computer enthusiast, would that be an app description for me, Ranma? Something like that. I yeah, would a computer say, enthusiast. I would say anything that I have more or less taught you, you've kind of figured out on your own. And you're like, and you're like, okay, slot A goes into box B. You know, this is working. Let me add slots. You know, this is not right. Let me go. You know, y- you figured it out for the most part. You know. I'm, I, I am one that is open to change and continually learning because I feel like that's the way, the best way to better yourself and your knowledge and everything. Mm-hmm. 
So I have been really, really pushing hard to get better about my streaming, about my commission work and all that fun stuff because I am housebound, basically, um, like we all are. And uh, I basically have not really left my bubble because, unfortunately, we have an elderly um, grandparent that is uh, in rehab right now and going through some medical things. And so I've wanted to be as healthy as possible so I can go and visit them. Mm -hmm. They don't have COVID or anything. They just, they're dealing no, with I a totally lot of get medical that. procedures and stuff. And so I really haven't left my house since the last time we went out and we got like tested and everything and we were negative and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's been kind of quiet and, uh, I have been working on doing a ton of research into uh, technology and things like that. So it's been a lot of research and research and looking into things and doing lots of watching uh, and reading of media and things like that. Oh, my gosh. I get my brain is just like overwhelmed at the concept of all the information I've already taken in. Mm. And I've also been working on writing up a panel about... Um, it was primarily for cosplaying with chronic illness. Right. Or, no, sorry. It was for mostly for wearing alternative fashions with chronic illness, but it developed into this idea of touching on multiple sub-genres and cultures. Mm -hmm. So that was also very overwhelming. But a lot of my community has been really supportive about it. And eventually, eventually, because it is, it's going to be a process, honestly. Uh, I'm hoping that this panel, I'll be able to produce it for online events and conventions and stuff like that. And just change a few things here and there to make it alternative fashion and cosplay. Like I do a lot of stuff. But uh, it's, it's, it's going to be called like chronically fashionable with love or chronically mm -hmm. cosplayer with love or something like that. And um, so I've gotten a lot of support from my local community and uh, disability and other ability advocates and things like that, which is really, really awesome. And a lot of my friends who suffer from chronic illness and how they deal with it day to day and in their cosplaying lives and in their fashion lives and stuff. So it's been it's been a weirdly productive set of weeks to, uh, okay. to put it because right. I did see you make that post. I was just like. Wow, that, that that's just really awesome, you know. That, that's the way I looked at it, you know, so. I'm not, like, a, I'm not, I am an activist to a point. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that I'm a pro-activist of any sort. It's, I do try to I bring awareness to say, subjects. I would say you're not a slacktivist, but you're more of a higher level slacktivist, you know. There's <laughs> me. I won't, unless it comes across my feed, I'll pay it forward. You you not just pay it forward on your feed, you'll rewrite it and send it forward and do this and do that, you know? Well, I also feel like there's a lack of support for people who are alternatively abled or otherly abled in cosplay and even in alternative fashion. So I always like to, whenever I create panels, and this I think is something I've mentioned before, I always seek to fill those gaps that I see a lack of support for. Yeah. Like, obviously, like home ec out the window not many schools teach it anymore so what did i teach i taught laundry for cosplayers and alternative fashion people you know i try to seek to fill those points where we seem as a community as a society cosplayers creatives content creators and stuff like that like where we're missing things like mm -hmm. point a point b like i connect them but yeah that's that's pretty much what i've been doing um and stuff like that so yeah it's been weirdly productive that's good 
Alright, so my my holiday break has basically been the same as it's my normal weekend day. Just chilling at home, you know, doing whatever, you know. I did hang out with Mako for New Year's and that was it and came home and kind of sheltered in place. Um, I rebuilt Daitenshi and by rebuilt I mean I hosed windows, did a fresh installation, reinstalled everything. And now we're no, I'm now using OBS Studio to stream the show instead of slobs. And it's like, I picked up on everything pretty quickly because I used OBS Studio before. But it's like, Streamlabs, when you go live, it does all this extra stuff. Now i got to manually flip these extra switches and do this and do that. And, you know, and I'm just getting down to it. So it's not so bad. Um... Gaming, I picked up a uh, Katamari reroll for Xbox One. So, you know, that was, I think the price when that dropped to 20 bucks, I was like, you know what? Let me just get that. And also, I got disowned by my grandmother for the second time in my life. And I'm just like, <laughs> damn. Oh, well. And long story short, is I just think that she is just mad. I am not the grandchild that she expected me to be. And I do not live up to her expectations, and I really don't care. And that, that, That's basically is it. So, you know. <sighs> you know. Anywho, enough about that. Uh, we're going to get into housekeeping. Uh, don't forget, me and Under the Pale do a uh, weekly show right here on Anime Jam Session uh, called Super Grosnet Brothers. It's just us talking about, you know life in general, stuff that we've been hanging out with, talking about, and so forth. And now we're moving it to Thursdays at 9 p.m. instead of Fridays at 9. But come by on Thursdays and come hang out with us in here. A couple of two old codgers, basically two old anime geek geek equivalent to Walt, Statler and Waldorf, you know. I'll accept that one of us will be drinking and it's probably not me, so... <laughs> Anywho, uh, next part up is Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk about, you know, geek stuff that we've been up to outside of, like, anime and other stuff. Like, to us, just more life than just anime conventions and cosplay, you know, gaming, tabletop, all this other cool nerd stuff. Things we may have picked up along the way, so, you know. Um, kicking things off with that is on Ari. Uh, you got anything for Geek Roundtable, my friend? Well, you bring that up, and I just want to show off what I had finally gotten, you know, over the break. It's the, uh, you know, the figurines mm -hmm. I had ordered from a Tokyo Otaku mode. Nice. You know, it's they're really the construction's really solid. You know, nice and heavy. Goku here is a he came in two pieces. You know, torso and uh, legs. Mm -hmm. Little thing to and uh, they both. Oop. They both ended up coming at the same time. I've got the stay on there, the Gohan one as well, and he came with a, a second arm piece for Goku because his left arm pops off like that. So you get you get this nice little scene. Nice. <laughs> it's a. I'm just. It's just so adorable to me. I I, I know people like to like to uh keep dropping the goku as a bad dad meme everywhere <laughs> i'm just completely fucking tired of it Ugh, fucking vegeta simps <laughs> but yeah easily easily the most highly quality figures i have 
You know, I also got like an order. I got stuff from Otaku Mode over to break too. And it's like, they sent you, an, they sent me an email saying, basically, it's coming here from a slow boat from Japan. We will let you oh, know. Oh, no, you got those emails too. Huh? Yeah. It'll, they said, we will let you know. We'll give you your UPS co- tracking number when we when it ships. And I've gotten them, but it's still preparing. And I remember, I think, one or two figurines I ordered. I'm coming back home with a friend, and the box is sitting there on the on the on the on the, on the, on the front there on the, on the porch, and I'm just like, "Oh, I got something!" But I, the funny thing is, I never got a notification from UPS saying that it was coming. I'm just like, "Oh, well, okay," you know. I think I have like one or two more that's coming its way, but I don't think I'm going to get them at the time given. So you know, oh well. Uh, okay, uh, Mako-chan, what is that you're showing off for us today? Uh, so to continue my obsession with Supernatural, here is a Scruce. A what? A Scruce. What is a Scruce? a squirrel and a moose. <laughs> is moose and squirrel. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's what I was looking for. It is moose and squirrel. Um, so, yeah. Moose and squirrel. Yeah, so uh, last year's Gish rewards included uh, the Scruce, which obviously is based off of the nicknames for Sam and Dean, Moose and Squirrel. (laughs) It's adorable. It's actually larger than I thought it was going to be. And I did not realize that it was actually going to have the handprint on it. Oh, God, the timing there. That was just beautiful. I saw... (laughs) Uh, yeah, so anyway, um, <laughs> you guys are horrible. Hey, 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 hey. We can't help it. You set it up. I know, that's some... why I hang out with you guys. Come I... on. <laughs> this is me. It's horrible, but I, 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 it's, this is, again, why I hang out with you guys. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. So, <clears throat> this is my screws. Um, this is one of the things that I have gotten in the last two months that I have not been able to actually show on here because, mm-hmm. you know, I went all Christmas for December. Right. So, uh, yeah, he, he sits with my normal moose and yeah, everything's falling off now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he sits with my normal moose to keep him company. Um, I am very upset that I missed the previous plushie through the uh, Gish rewards because the ass butt is actually really, really cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my screws. <laughs> All right, Ichigo, what do you have for Geek Roundtable? <laughs> so um, I actually have two things. Uh, I guess I can kind of tell... Uh, I'm currently um, part of a campaign where uh, it is a mixture of Feast of Legends, which is the um, food franchise in D&D setting, Mm -hmm. and D&D 5e. Um, And my character, Jean Dijon, uh, ended up spitballing the enemy in the face as he was beginning to start his monologue, his big villain monologue, and then kicked his ass, which was cool. (laughs) Um, and then he stealthily, I don't know how you can stealthily slide down a slide into a ball pit, but he did it. 
And then he scared the crap out of the other um, characters that were in the ball pit. Um, and then I have been working really hard on updating my tech and I was able to finally, uh, within my, within my movement to be a more sustainable content creator and streamer, um, I was able to actually find a computer that is fully refurbished, um, and basically is going to be something that will be able to grow with me for the next whatever, however many years it is. Uh, that I have a computer. So I was really, really excited about that. Um, for those of you who are specs nerds, I will post them in the chat for you guys. Um, basically, but, yeah. basically what Ichigo has, she'll have like another five plus years of power coming out of that bad boy. And the nice thing is that it's already set up for the five series cards. So... Even if I wait to upgrade it and everything like that, I can still do a lot of things with it. I can upgrade the motherboard. I can upgrade the, the power. So I can upgrade a lot of stuff. Um, so I'm really, really excited that I'll be able to finally operate my Twitch stream without giving anyone a mental stroke, which has become, unfortunately, the norm. Uh, I don't know if it can play Neo Rage X. I have not been able to play any video games on my computer. I think so that's a, that I, should tell you something. That um, yeah, that's an emulator. I think, I I think I actually don't emulator games. S N K Neo Geo. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so it I, should yeah, be able it to. Probably should be able to. It's gonna have Windows Ten on it. So I I look at it this way. My my computer is one generation behind yours, and it can right. run uh, the PS3 emulator without any issues whatsoever. So, it you would have any problem with it. And too. yeah, with the with the way that the cards are developed, it does have about the same or pretty even power to the 3070. So it's gonna it's aged well, and it will continue to do so. And the nice thing is because it's refurbed, um, the company that is making it is NZXT. I know that they have some some questionable stuff going on data mining through their LEDs. But anyway, aside from that, they do warranty their their refurbished models for two years, That's parts good. and services. So if I have any issues for the next two years, I've also got that as well. So now I'm just looking for a monitor, and then I will have a nice, shiny new computer. It is set to come in in the, I guess, beginning to middle of February. So I'm very, very excited. I will, but that's my, my nerd thing for the week. I will point you out to a monitor that's reasonably priced after the show. So I, I think okay. I think I got something for you. Um, I got some pretty cool holiday gifts, you know, that i gotten. And one of them was something I had thought about getting because I've seen this advertised on Linus Tech Tips. But the thing is, it was like the initial setup for it was just a little bit out of my budget. And I didn't like some of the designs that they had. And I'm like, you know, I will probably by the time I actually have a place, a better place, I'll have the money to buy this and then just put it up. And what I'm talking about is disc plate. It's basically a system where you you put the mount up and you can just replace like the artwork at any given time. And I believe it uses magnets, which is pretty cool. And Ari here got me a disc plate set for a Christmas. And, and I was, and I was just like, wait, what? Cause the funny thing is I'm coming back from 
I don't know why I was coming back from somewhere. And I see this package. I'm looking at it. And it says Poland. I'm just like, the hell did Stupid I Stupid international shipping. I wouldn't even worry about that. Get there. Ah, that's fine. But I'm like, Poland? What the hell did I order from Poland? And I was like, I don't. And I, I assumed it was Ari because when I opened it up and I saw what it was, I'm like, yeah, it's basically it's him. You saw you saw my name on the billing address, huh? No, no, there's nothing inside of it. Mine didn't oh. have anything either. No, it doesn't have your name or anything. I just knew because of it was Sailor Venus. And I apologize for the glare. There it is, right mm-hmm. there. This is pretty cool. So thank you, my friend. Appreciate I'm that. I'm glad you liked it. And, and on the back, I just noticed it's a hologram for product authenticity. <laughs> okay. They also plant a tree when you buy one, so there's that. Oh, that is really awesome. I have, like, all the parts for it in here in this little envelope like that came in, so I know when I do decide to finally put it up, I'll have everything there. So that's cool. Anywho, uh, let me turn this back on so we can get back to where we were. Um, let's get into tonight's articles. I know we're running late because, you know, we're catching up before we're catching up and all of that, but you know how we do. We get, we get this figured out one way or another. So we're going to kick things off with, um, issues with Neon Genesis Evangelion. Ah, Ichigo, what's going on with that? So I know that some of you, we've been mentioning this on the channel pretty frequently about the updates on the anime movie Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon a Time, which was scheduled to open on January 23rd, but it will again be delayed because of the state of emergency recently declared in Japan. The new release date is unknown. In an official statement, the producers extended their sincerest apologies to fans and ask for understanding. Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon a Time is the fourth and final installment of the series of the rebuilt Evangelion movie series produced by Studio Kara as a remake of the 1995 series. And it follows teenager Ikari Shinji Mm -hmm. as he is forced to defend humanity from existential threats by piloting a giant robot at the behest of his authoritarian father. So, yeah, I I think that this is going to be a pretty common problem we have through both Hollywood, through animation, through everything like that, especially in Japan, because a lot of those studios, it's not that they don't have the workforce for it. I mean, they kind of don't because of the Mm -hmm. illness and the the virus going on. But not everyone can work from home. Not everyone can work from home. And two, a lot of the studios that they work in are very cramped for space. Like, if you've ever seen an animator studio in Japan, unless you're in, like, a big, big company that's got a multi-floored building, even then, they can be, like, right on top of each other. There's really not a, a good amount of space for social distancing, unfortunately. Mm. So, while there are people that can work from home, we've also discussed that they somewhat lack technology in certain places in Japan, too. So, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a continual problem until um, some stuff. And in the chat, we have Critical Myth saying, I heard possibly December. And honestly, I would not be surprised if it is put off until 2022. Um, That seems to be kind of par for the course with a lot of delayed media right now. And a lot of that is because of the scare 
um, of the mutations of the virus because they're not, it's not that they were worse. Uh, it's just that they were easier to spread. So unfortunately, because they're easier to spread, they have to be much more vigilant about the the safety and the precautions and stuff like that. I so I, I think mm-hmm. a problem also is is that Japan is trying to downplay exactly how bad it is over there. Um, they agreed. have agreed. They have basically, you know, gone into state of emergencies in certain parts of Tokyo that they just continue to add to. Uh, yet they're still saying, oh, yeah, we're still on course to have the Olympics this year. It's not going to be canceled. We're still going to have it. Um, at this point, I really don't think it's going to happen. I I think that they are hoping just because they, had, they don't want to have wasted as much money as they did uh, to have to cancel the games. Um, because it has been said that if it does not happen this year, it will be completely canceled. They're oh. not going to postpone it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think right now Japan is trying to save face. Yeah. And so you don't, you know, hear just how bad it is. But I have a feeling just showing how many of these types of things have to be delayed and delayed again and delayed again. Yeah, I can know. I I felt that in my gut when you said that if they cancel that it's going to be completely like permanently canceled. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's because they spent so much money on the the Olympics. The Olympics are a very wasteful event. um, And I don't just ask Greece. Yeah, yep. I mean, every time an Olympics happens, the city that it happens in is in debt because of it for years. Years after. Greece is only just now getting back to where it needed to be, um, even in their numbers. And how many years ago was the Olympic Games in Greece? Six, 16. Yeah. And I also, I think um, when... Uh, when Atlanta held the Olympic Games, I think they were one of the few cities where they bounced back pretty quickly from, you know, from all the expenses they invested into it. Yeah, I mean, it really does depend on yeah. where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the facilities that are around there are able to be used for something else, there are a lot of Olympic facilities that once the Olympics are done, they're completely abandoned. Nothing is done with them. Nothing is put into it. Um, I know a couple of uh, places they turned it into office buildings where they could, but for the most part, a lot of these buildings are so specially made for the games and for what it's actually needed for. And they that... can't use them for anything else. Exactly, yeah. they're, 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 just they're so used as training the niche. Right, so, they're, like... they're used for training facilities or something like that. And the thing is, you don't really need that large of a building as a training facility. Yeah. No. And even with Japan, like a lot of the ways that they're having to build these buildings is not to Japanese specifications, it's to European and Eurocentric specifications. So like, instead of being a manageable sized pool that could maybe become a community center, it's a Olympian sized swimming pool or an Olympian sized field mm-hmm. for track and mm-hmm. field. And it's like, that does not fit. I mean, it might become a grass park or it might be opened up for community use and stuff, but, like, that's not their sensibilities. So the fact that the Olympics kind of forces whatever country they go to to, one, pay for all the infrastructure, two, and deal with the, like, cleanup 
because we know from yeah. previous stories dealing with all the packaging and the cleanup and and especially with the fact that the infrastructure is so shoddily built with a lot of these things i it just it hurts my heart because we know that that money if they had if they had planned better could have been more readily planned for rather than being wasted on something now that might not even happen wouldn't be the first time the olympics are canceled due to a tremendous loss of life mm-hmm. that's fair mm-hmm. definitely true and as uh, Theo X75 says here in the chat, uh, they are still using euros and the drachma is still devalued. Wow. And and I also think that one of the reasons why the film is delayed, it's done, but it's not done done. You know, like going in, like fine tuning some of the imaging, some of the artwork, some of the animation. And the thing is, a lot of that stuff you really cannot do from home unless you have a really good internet connection with the proper software to connect back and forth. Granted, outside of the U.S., you can get amazing internet speeds, but it's the hardware that's behind it. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I've, I've read articles where basically they were done with the voice acting, they were done with, you know, the, the collaboration mm-hmm. of what needed to be put into it, but they're not done with the editing. Yeah, that's what it is. And, it, and it's, not, yeah. it, it's not just, you know, the internet and all of that they have to have special programs to do it. Mm-hmm. They have to have, you know, huge amounts of space to be able to render the animation yeah. for these things yeah. um, that there's no way that a home system would be capable of doing the editing that's needed for a project like this. Exactly. Oh, and the fact too, that graphics cards are a premium. The only reason I was able to get my new system was because I got a refurbished graphic card, and, and now, and graphics now, card inside yeah. of a refurbished computer. And what's interesting so, is that type of video card that, that's in there, they don't really they don't really use those on the professional level for rendering. You can, but they use higher end NVIDIA Titan quadro type cards to do all of that but there's and a shortage i mean yeah. i was just using mine as an example yeah. but there was a oh, shortage right, right. in graphics cards and graphics oh, card materials oh, overall i know yeah, so yeah. Like, theo says they use cuda cards that and oh, people are buying cards to do bitcoin mining again yeah, bitcoin mining. but also like i said the internet connection is is great but it's the software just because you have a, a fast internet connection that doesn't mean that your home workstation can connect to your work your work computers to do everything you need to do without the without lag or latency. High speed internet connection on, on top of a VPN with a secure connection, yeah, you, you, you that's gonna be loads of fun, you know. So, but like I said, they do have software and hardware that's available where it minimizes that, so you can kind of get some work done. Because I was helping people do that when I was still at uh, NBC Universal. So, you know. All right. Um, moving right along. Mako-chan, one of your fandoms, uh, Madoka Magica, 10th anniversary. Yeah, so it is the 10th anniversary for Madoka. And they are uh, starting with a new project. They haven't officially announced anything yet. Um, but the, excuse me, I have to get a cat off of my bed. Um, so the official website for, uh, Madoka, which is 10th 
www.madoka.com. Um, that has been launched for the 10th anniversary project. It currently features a commemorative logo and illustrations uh, by character designer Eiko Umi. Illustrations by other artists and manga artists are expected to appear on the site in the future. There is supposedly quite a bit of stuff that will be happening um, surrounding the 10th anniversary. Uh, so if you're looking to keep up with that or you're into the series at all, then uh, keep track of the website. Sounds good. Okay, looks like uh, one of our pop popular titles out there, Shingeki no Kyojin, better known as uh, Attack on Titan, uh, is is wrapping up. And Ichigo disappeared. <laughs> oh, there oh. she is. I see her there now. Sorry, I was saying goodnight to my hubs. He's, he, oh. has to ha he has an early morning tomorrow, so he has to wake up at like 4 or 5, so I wanted to send Oh! Him. And I know that I'm gross. I know that feeling. And have to be gross with him, so I'm sorry you guys can't see that. Look, you know, look, 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 for look. you, for you, I worry. You know, look, he, I don't want to. Itchy go. Here's the thing: we don't mind the whole gross factor because as long as long as we don't have to hear or see it, we're good. But if we do, we you will be dealing with three judges here. We will be I, we'll be we'll be rating it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not paying any oh attention to what is going on except for the cats that are currently on my bed. And yes, I said cats. As uh, long as they're as long as they're being peaceful with each other. Yeah. Currently, yes. Good. But uh, I have a jeter on my bed and this hasn't happened yet, so I have to watch. Yeah. Okay. Now we are talking wait, what? No, Talk we did we go through all of the other articles? No, we're talking about Attack on Titan. Yeah, that's what I thought. And yeah. I'm not I'm not the one scheduled to read that one. No. I just I disappeared. Oh, it is but... oh, it's me. Whoops. My bad. <laughs> Duh. I'm sorry, no, I she, did the outline at the last one now. I did I it's did the outline at three and then me and then her. And you're bitching at her that she, you know, stepped away. I you know I'm, I was say trying night. to adhere to the schedule you know and say night night to my hubs while, while it's uh, not me. I'm sorry. I did the outline at 3 a.m. and I passed out and I hadn't even looked at it. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Tisk tisk. Tisk tisk tisk. Nothing. Ranma, take it away. Anywho, the manga Attack on Titan is coming to an end on April 9th. The manga was created by Isaya Hajime. The series has been running in Basat Shonen Magazine since 2009. Wow, 12 years. And the final chapter will be out in May. Meanwhile, the final volume of the collected manga, Volume 34, will hit the shelves in Japan on June 9th. Basically, Attack on Titan is set in a world where the last remnants of humanity live behind giant walls to protect themselves from man-eating giants known as Titans. Back in 2013, we had a TV animated series which kicked things off, and now we currently have the fourth and final season, and from what I'm hearing, the fourth, the final season is absolutely amazeballs. Unfortunately, the two-part live-action film, not so much. I haven't been keeping up with this series. I did start the manga, and then I started the anime. Um, I stopped reading the manga because I just kind of started getting bored with it. Mm. I stopped reading around chapter 50 because it was just... It got kind of dull, you know, so... 
so yeah, I, I haven't even made it to the basement yet. <laughs> and I was just it, I I was trying to wait until that came about and then it did and I never continued reading. Uh, you're yeah, probably it, it not got, the only it, one. It got kind of boring. Even even the anime kind of got boring after a little while. I mean, I was watching, I think I watched a couple episodes of season two. Now, I think this happens to a lot of us where we start watching an anime and then for some reason you end up doing something different instead of watching your normal your normal anime at the time and then you just totally forget about it till it's basically is done and then you go back and watch it that's what well, I, with, I think yeah. the problem with this particular one is that there was so long between seasons probably that it kind of just like oh oh it's back oh okay so at this point <laughs> i'm just going to wait until everything is complete with it and then i'll sit down in one you know one full shot and and i read think it the through. best part of our like society consuming anime now is that back in the day when it was like saturday morning cartoon okay you're just getting interested to this show you had to wait those weeks to get that next episode mm -hmm. whereas now the whole series are coming out on streaming platforms and you can just down it in one day you know or like not one day for a lot of these series, but you, you guys get what I mean. Yes, yes, I where do. Where you can watch episode after episode after episode, and there's a lot more instant gratification, endorphin-induced, I don't know, craziness. So when you have a series like this where it's taken multiple years to get out those collections of episodes, it can be a little bit of... It, it, it basically, like you and I were talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Ranma, mm -hmm. where it's older... And there's not as much hype anymore, yeah. even though there was a movie and there was a lot of stuff it's got you. it's gotten a cult following basically. Yeah, you, and, yeah. I, and you know what's so. interesting? Th these delays in between seasons that's starting to become the norm. It's like season one comes out in 2015, season two will hit 2016 or 27, and so forth. It's I mean there are some series where it's back to back, you know, like Pokemon, One Piece, uh, Detective Conan. Few of those, those are like, you know, they'll do a set season and then a few weeks later you get the next season or it's just ongoing, you know. Anything that's like season, the first season is like anywhere between 10 to 14 episodes. Yeah, don't hold your breath for season two. You're not going to see that for another year or so, if that, so, you know. Especially I, when, I, oh, I prefer to watch my animated series like that in one shot. You know something? I'm starting to feel that. Because there are so many great titles out there. And you realize sometimes it's very little time. So something that's 10 to 12 episodes, you watch it and then you're done. Then you can pick up the next series and move along. And given yeah. and if it's like on Netflix or something like that, you can knock it out in two or three days, you know? The only downside with that and the way that consumption of media happens is if you watch something, you get hyped for the next few series, and then it gets totally canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, like panty and, and stocking. And then you're like, you get like an anime boner because you're just like blue balled because you're just like, oh my god, I can't, like I can't see any more of this series anymore because it's canceled. And I know that there are a few series like that where I have basically just gotten like super hyped for something, and then they're like, oh, next season's canceled, and I'm like, but there's no wrap up. But mm -hmm. there's. 
And as Bond006 says, I've been saying this for years, streaming has a spoiled has spoiled us on binge-consuming content. And I have to agree. Now, if, if it was like 13 episodes and they just split it, like this week you get episodes 1 to 6, next week or in two weeks you get episodes 7 to 12. Something like that to me wouldn't be so bad, you know. Then you got Disney where you're like, you know, we'll give you an episode every week till we're done. Anywho, uh, moving on. Um, Ari, your fandom, Pokemon. And trading card games, kind yep. of. <clears throat> um, at, Heritage, at Heritage Auctions, a Pokemon first edition base set sealed booster box from 1999 complete with original shrink wrap and everything, went wow. for $408,000. Woo! That's a lot of money. The impressive sale match beat the record for a similar booster box that was sold in November 2020, where it went for 360000 Naturally, one of the hot commodities in these boxes is first edition holographic Charizard, which can fetch some serious coin on its own. Each sealed box contains 36 booster packs with 11 cards each, for a total of 396 mint condition cards. All total, 16 Pokemon are all lots lit up. 16 Pokemon lots are auctioned over the weekend, adding up to 1.3 million in sales. Two other Pokemon auctions add six figures as well, including a Blastus hologram card from 1998 at $360,000 itself. Which, whew, like, I, I never. I never got into the Pokemon trading card game. I just bought a I bought a starter deck, but that was it. Basically, it's like a faster version of Magic in a way. But you know, I don't. I just I guess at the time I was still into Magic, and you know, I was like, yeah, this is this isn't for me. But you know, I was in the Pokemon League and actually earned badges and stuff. Um, <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's when we still had Zany Brainies, they hosted the Pokemon Card Leagues, and uh, I still have a few. I think I still have them somewhere. I don't know where they are, but I still have my badges that I earned, and yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I never played. Master, but... I never re- played, but I collected the cards. Mm-hmm. I, people I do that. Pretty, huh? Yeah, I, I, I tend to collect the cards like that. As so I, ha- I show, have a couple, probably... I have like six or seven different card games based on either anime or various t- uh, television series or movies. And I don't play, I just collect them because that's the stupid crap I collect. Yeah. As VXA I... was saying in the chat, there's probably max two, two Charizards, foil or not, because of the rarities. Yeah, I think I still, I might, I know I have a holographic Charizard. I just can't remember if it's first edition or not. And I still have a lot of my Pokemon cards. If you guys ever want to see like vintage Pokemon mm. cards on my, and on my channel separate, but like, uh, I, I don't keep them in their binder anymore. Uh, but I have a few, like I have a holographic Japanese Merrill card, Ooh. which was like one of the first Japanese cards I ever got. And uh, a few other like just weird ones, but but yeah, I I used to play that game a lot. I played Magic too, but it, it was like Magic was for like the older teenagers, and then Pokemon. You probably was more still fun. have some uh, 
cadavers back when they still printed them because uh, they were they, they had been pulled from the uh, card lineups. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I know that there are quite a few that I have in my collection that are no longer legal mm. if I were to play in, like, campaigns or whatever. So, no, what um, I mean is that Yuri Geller, you know, the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, oh, I wasn't sure if you had seen it. Yeah, we did. We talked about that, basically. If, yeah, if his, we his didn't most, talk about it on here, it was on um, OLR. His best performance was when he got publicly exposed by Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. Like, defrocked in front of everyone. Just completely called out on this shit. It was just so hilarious. Mm. Now I'm trying to figure out where my binder is. I know I have Pokemon. I know I have Yu-Gi-Oh! I know I have Tenchi. And I know I have Gundam Wing. God, I think I have I... some of the Sailor Moon. Some? Well, no. I have the... The regular cards, the collector cards, not yeah, the actual yeah, like the game little, cards. Like, media mm. cards. Yeah, yeah I think there, I, there's I a have... difference between that. I, I actually I... have game cards for certain anime. I oh, I knew about the Sailor Moon have... trading card game. That okay. I knew about. Uh, well, Michael Chan ponders where her binder full of cards are. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ari, what's going on with Katy Perry and Pokemon's 25th anniversary? Uh, you know, because it's the 25th anniversary this year, the Pokemon company is going all out for the occasion. The first big announcement has Pokemon teaming up with a bunch of music acts, starting with Katy Perry as a premier collaborator on the year-long campaign. And she says that it's been constant in her life from playing the original video games on the Game Boy, trading cards at lunch, Catching Pokemon on the streets of Pokemon Go, he even visited the Pokemon Cafe in Japan while on tour. Hmm. It's been an honor to help be chosen to help celebrate a franchise that given me so much joy these last 25 years. As for what her participation entails, we'll have to find out. The announcement promises a year of surprise music events and superstar collabor collaboration. So, as I say, please look forward to it. And uh, I'll post a link to the article in the chat because it has a YouTube video, which is a uh, which also has. Which is a, a, a 25 years uh, anniversary uh, promo for it. Gotcha. Oh, also the uh, Pokemon Star also has special anniversary products, like a limited edition anniversary-themed skateboard from Bear Walker, which goes up for pre-order today. Interesting. Of course, even if I did get that, I wouldn't want a skateboard with it i would just you know hide it away and not touch it yeah hold on to like a collector's item i get that all right so what's next um super nintendo world i believe we talked about this on the show a couple times basically we're getting a nintendo themed um theme park uh joint venture with nintendo and universal studios um it, you're going to have one at Universal Studios Japan, and I believe there will be two more here in the U.S. for Universal Studios Hollywood and Florida. That's going to be really fun. Now, originally, the theme park was going to open on February 4th. Now, we're talking about the Japanese park. But because of the fact that Osaka is under state of emergency, it's a uh, second one, um, 
the opening has been delayed and it will and the park theme park will not open until that state of emergency is over now it was originally supposed to open summer of last year but because of the first state of emergency and what's going on with covid-19 how it's being handled um they could not finish the park in time so they pushed it back until February 4th, which is next month. But because of the second state of emergency, that's not happening. But you can take a virtual tour of the park on its official website. And I, and and you could watch Mario's dad become a tour guide on a Nintendo Direct about Super Nintendo World. That's interesting. But just so you know, Universal Studios Japan will be complying with all the new requests from the Osaka Prefectural Government and the second state of emergency, including only letting in a limited amount of people into the park at once. So, and I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, um... I believe um, one of Mako-chan's favorite animes is, com- is coming back for a second season. Uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yay, dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we had already said that uh, Dragon Maid was getting a second season, but they have started to release um, the various information for it. So uh, the... Um, <clears throat> So they uh, unveiled a new visual, so it does look like we're getting new dragons. The second season is going to be called Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. Uh, It is looking like it will be released uh, July-ish. So, yeah, it's... uh, So the S in the show's second season title stands for Super Supreme Second Life Starts. (laughs) So I, I... can understand why they just made it S. But yes, it will be um, on uh, Funimation is going to be doing the dub for it. And yay. Uh, I know this is one of the ones that I've been waiting for a second season. Just because, yeah. But um, yeah, new new dragons. I think Ichigo will make a good Irma. I think we've talked about that before. I think we've yeah. talked about when we were thinking about doing like it as a group costume or something that that is probably who I would costume just yeah. because I, I know that I can be quite outspoken, but I tend to like the more shy business oriented characters. Yep. Um, you can see that in my psychopath costume. You can see that in uh, like, I love Sailor Mercury, obviously. So like, I like a lot more of the bookish characters. Plus Irma has a, has a sweet tooth. See, see, see. That's a big bonus, and that's a great segue <laughs> into our next article. Uh, if you have a sweet tooth like I do, then this real-life Team Rocket uh, may be there to foil your plans. Um, so, excuse me, Owl. Rude. Uh, but yeah, so a real-life Team Rocket, a po- Pokemon popsicle fraud, gets man arrested in Japan. Say that ten times fast. Don't Pokemon tempt her. popsicle fraud gets man arrested in Japan. <laughs> Saitama Prefectural Police foil underhanded method to catch them all. <laughs> in the Pokemon anime, Ash or Satoshi's desire to catch them all is presented as an admirable, noble aspiration. 
And the same goes for the similarly oriented quest of the player characters in the many Pokemon video games. But the series has always shown that not every pocket monster collector is oh so virtuous, and that some things hold true in real life as well. Earlier this year, Japan's Akagi Nyugyo, Nyugyo? I think, yeah, the makers of the beloved Gotti Gotti Kun popsicle line launched a cross promotion with Pokemon Coco, the latest anime movie in the franchise, to be subtitled Secrets of the Jungle in its upcoming English version release. Not only was the new flavor of the Gotti Gotti Kun golden pineapple a Pikachu like bright yellow, the box was also decorated with image of the franchise's mascot and Zurude, or Zarude, the simian mythical Pokemon who plays a key role in the, po in the movie. Best of all, once you finished munching on your popsicle and checked on the stick, if there was a special mark on it, you could mail it to Akagi Nuyuguyo and receive an exclusive limited edition Zarude card for the Pokemon collectible trading game. Looks really nice. Sometime in early November, Akagi Nuyuguyo received a winning stick in the mail which had been sent from Akita Prefecture. Then it got another. And another. Before long, the company had received 25 winning sticks, mailed one at a time, all of which they believed were from the same person. A single Pokemon Popsicle fan, being that lucky, seemed suspicious. So the company, which is headquartered in Saitama, asked the Saitama Prefectural Police for advice. In the course of the investigation, they were able to determine that the sticks were fakes. The legitimate Ataribo winning stick from the Pokemon promotion has a Pokemon uh, ball, a Pokeball figure on it, and some kanji um, that... Sorry, I'm trying to share mm -hmm. the article with you guys. Um, that has, I think it probably says, like, you're a winner. Um, but investigators have now traced the 25 fakes to a 40-year-old office worker living in the town of Kazuna Akita Prefecture and have placed him under arrest for attempted fraud. Akagi Niogyo also released a statement to sincerely apologize to its customers, distributors, and all the members of society for the situation, despite not being in fault in any way. Um, but again, the company is very polite. Mm. While 25 Zarudes would make for a formidable deck, it's more likely the man was planning to offer the cards for sale online. And when even just the winning sticks from the Pokemon uh, promotion has sold for as much as 483 US dollars or 50,000 yen. Speaking of which, the company statement also cautions buyers against buying winning sticks on the internet, as there, there is a chance they may be counterfeits as well. Considering the man in Akita was arrested, it's likely he was producing the fakes himself and not just unwittingly using counterfeits he had purchased in good faith. However, the card's high potential resale value may not add the, to the legal severity of his crime, since the company was giving them away at no extra cost to people who'd purchased the popsicles. As such, the punishment he faces if convicted will not be especially heavy, so thirsting for a harsher justice may have to cons and those thirsting for a harsher justice may have to console themselves with the thought that he might have some severe brain freeze while eating enough. Gari Gari Kun is uh is Oh, was it 25? Oh, eating enough mm -hmm. of the ice cream. I was like, what is this sentence? Um, <laughs> I think we all but, stumbled on that too. Yeah. I, but yeah, I honestly, I, I'm not surprised by this, but also like, dude. What motivates some people to do this? Money. Money, greed, 
unfortunately. Some people just like to screw others over. Some people just to like to watch their brain freeze. Um, uh, yeah. Eh, well, you live and learn. As this, the what what's been the saying for the, basically for the past several months? Uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. There you go. Agreed. And now. Yep. Fucked around and found out. Yep. <laughs> And now we're at the part of the show that you all know that you stick around for. Uh, meanwhile, in Japan, interesting articles coming out of Japan where we're just like, wait, what? And I think Mako-chan got some good ones for us. Can I have the first one? Go for it. And I did. And I just realized that my um my sound effects are still activated for Skype. So, whoops. Also, uh, you're muted, Ichigo. I'm just wait, I'm wait, laughing. wait, wait. I think I think Mako should take the first one. No, it's okay. Okay, all right. I'll take the third one. That means you get the last one. Sounds good <laughs> to me. So the Foo Fighters unveil an exclusive new Japanese sake. Mm, it's not every day an American okay. band announces it'll be releasing its very own sake, but that's what happened yesterday when Rock Royalty, the Foo Fighters, un. Upload a surprising new video on their official YouTube channel. The near two-minute clip shows Japanese brewers involved in the process of making sake as a band's track, Shame Shame, from Medicine at Midnight, plays alongside the visuals. The short cut part the film in black and white like the original Shame Shame music video was uploaded the following message. <clears throat> the producers of top-quality Junmai Daiginjo Junmai Daiginjo Saki is collaborating with Food Fighters. Based on a preference of sake loving band members, Tate no Kawa has speci specially created two types of Daiginjo sake. Please enjoy Hancho Midnight while listening to their fantastic new album. And while sake lovers were excited to hear about the unexpected collaboration, there's no additional information about it or what it actually is, which appeared to leave some people very confused about what they had seen. Uh, the Food Fighters say they love sake remotely, tested a number of different offerings from the brewery, and the sake they chose as their favorite was used to create two new varieties to mark the release of the band's upcoming album. Both varieties are classified as Junmai Daiginjo, which is the highest grade of sake. Junmai refers to a pure sake, made from only white, rice, water, and kojimao with no extra alcohol added, while Daiginjo is the term used for sake containing rice that has been highly polished, with at least 50% of the outer grain layer removed. This results in a sake that's easy to drink with an elegant balance between acidity and umami. Mm. Uh, the, f the first Foo Fighters sake is called Foo Fighters X Tarenokawa Jumai Daiginjo Hancho Ao with Hancho Ao meaning Midnight Blue. And, uh, is it? Oh, it is linked in the chat. And you can see the, uh, the bottles they have here, which is uh, another one called Hansho Jin, which is Midnight mm. Silver. And what really struck out to me was how the uh, faux Japanese writing on it actually spells out Foo Fighters. Nice. So it's both 70, 720 millimeter bottle, milliliter bottles will retail for about 3,080 like 3, yen or about $29.66 and 
and will be available on February 5th against co- coincide with the band's new album release. <clears throat> There's also a uh, complete box set containing both bottles and a copy of the new album sold in a special gift box, although price for it has yet to be announced. And, and the, ooh, there's a link to their uh, official shop for it, and it's all in Japanese. You can probably find it through a reseller or a distributor or something like that. Yeah, mm. you're going to have to go through a, a merchant, a, a secondary market merchant mm-hmm. to get it. It's probably going to be by lottery. I wouldn't be surprised unless they have a certain amount or they're going to be restocking it pretty regularly. Yeah, I, I would assume it's going to be lottery. I don't think it was a very large supply of it. Um, and then you're going to have to find a reseller that is going to be able to deal in alcohol and is willing to ship it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them are not. That all sounds gratuitously more expensive than it would normally be. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad that they went with Junmai Daiginjo, and you did a very good job pronouncing it. Um, because it's a pretty good sake, and the nice thing is it can be sold in the States. If it were hide, which is, like, a higher, higher grade of sake, because it's unpasteurized, it's basically, like, the freshest sake you can get, they wouldn't be able to ship it to the States at all. Mm. So. Yeah, I would not be surprised, though, given that it is an American group that's doing it, if they did not end up producing a quote-unquote cheaper version for the states i just want to chug a bottle while sing along to everlong is that so much to ask (laughs) not to me not to me no the only thing that i have an issue with is that you're gonna chug it (laughs) yeah yeah sake is is not something that you chug Mm, mm. i have a nice bowl of like Porky ramen and sip it on the side. That to me would be that, the perfect yes. way to enjoy it with with uh, with uh, some of the pork belly. All delicious. Oh, I'm making myself hungry. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, something else to use that colossal bacon for. There you go. I know, right? Yes, you've got. Yes, if you need any recipes, I make ramen from scratch all the time. Um, so I can tell you different places that you can look for to how to prepare it, um, especially if you want to look for chashu which is the pork you eat in ramen. But anyway. Uh, now I want to go get ramen. <laughs> I have to go do that Friday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's very dangerous. I know. Um, well, uh, from one, um, I guess, kind of fandom of alcohol to a different one, if you're into Toreba or other crane games, I know I was definitely addicted for a while. Uh there is an arcade in Shinjuku that broke Guinness's world record for having the most crane games. If you want it, this arcade's probably got it. Crane games, Japan loves them, needs them, and sometimes breaks them. And on January 7th, 2021, the Sega Shinjuku Kabuki Show arcade in downtown Tokyo officially received a certificate saying they broke the Guinness world records for having the most crane games also lovingly referred to as UFO catchers in Japan, in their building, in the single establishment. Hmm. I've actually been to this building, and yes, they have many crane games. Um, The Sega Shinjuku Kabukito Arcade originally opened up in July of 2017, and at the time, it both had crane games and video games, but in late December 2020, it opened as a crane game-only specialty arcade, hence the world record. 
Prior to reopening, the world record was held by another arcade in Tokyo, Taito Station, Fuchukururu Branch, which they have a whopping 454 crane games, which I think I've also gone to. And so how many crane games do, do they have to be the Guinness World Record holders? It's 477. Woo! So only um, 18 more, I think, than the other company. This includes snack crane games, mini crane games, giant plushy crane games, ag- anime figurine, and household goods as well. Um, I know in one of the crane games, the first time I went to Japan, uh, I tried to get a one-piece trash can. So they have quite a variety of things. Um, that also says something about my fandom. All right, but here's a photo of the ceremony, which was live-streamed for the public. And despite this achievement, they can't say that Japanese netizens were stoked, as some of them said... This system drains more money from you than a pachinko parlor. At first I thought, are there really that many? But then I realized they also counted the mini machines. And if you've never seen a mini crane game machine, a lot of American arcades have them where it's a larger crane game, but then it's separated into four quadrants. And by clicking on the buttons on the different platforms, you choose which level you want to play. And they usually have keychains and smaller prizes in them. Um, I bet the staff set up games so it takes you a lot of tries to win prizes. And honestly, these Japanese netizens are not wrong. Even with online crane games that became quite popular this year and last year in 2018, they, they're they there to make money. Yep. I mean, if you have oh, yeah. a good skill level and you're able to do things, I, I'm pretty good. I'm okay. I'm not the best. But I know that there are people out there who look to beat the system very regularly and unfortunately those are the type of people that make it so that the games are rigged um after the recent nintendo switch related ufo catcher scam we can't say we blame them and that doesn't prevent games from being fun you just need to know when to stop which might be particularly difficult with all of the sega shinjuku kabukicho's options and i think the last thing that i got the last time we were in japan from a um, a smaller one of the mini machines was I have a, a piece of or it's a plushie but it's doggo pan so he looks like a little melon pan mm-hmm. but he's a dog plushie and he's just super cute. Um, I know, but yeah, I know it's rich hearing uh, like hearing this from us with our with you know the uh, the claw style games with like three or however many prongs but uh, these uh, two prong UFO ones with like ch- little plastic uh, prongs on them. These things just look so weak. And honestly, like even worse than uh, ours. It's it, not that it's weak. The yeah. ones that we have in the states, especially if you're going to go to the beach and be on the boardwalk or go to a tourist trap, those are specifically set to have tighten. Well, they're they're set to tighten at certain intervals. Yeah, and it's usually monetary. based on how many plays. Um, that can be set to random. So you could have two or three times that it's good and it catches, Mm -hmm. and then you'll have 50 that it doesn't. The ones in Japan, um, are more skill-based. They have the same tightening, but you have to maneuver whatever it is that you're looking to get through holes yeah. or off things or and bars or right off sticky that's surfaces. where it gets more difficult yeah. because you're not just picking it up you have to actually drop it through and that's how you, they get you to play more times uh, because it can take you three or four times just to be able to figure out how that particular claw is going to work 
And then you're looking at, you know, it could take another 10 to 15 times just to maneuver whatever it is that you have to get um, into a space that it will actually fall through and be collectible. But to be clear, too, they also have a very vivacious and um, proliferous secondhand market where a lot of these people that go to play these games sell off these figurines secondhand. Mm -hmm. That's how I got my Maleficent um pop uh what which one is it it's a po more popular style of the disney figures but i got my maleficent secondhand for like 10 bucks instead of playing the game which would have probably cost me more than 20 to 25 to win her mm -hmm. so there is the chance that you can find things you want for less price but the the appeal of these games is that gambling prospect that that burst of endorphins when you win it and the fact that people have a much deeper tie to things that they, quote unquote, earn the hard way. No, yeah, I totally get um, that. And also what's interesting is like some of the figurines that are like exclusive to crane games. Mm -hmm. If you're patient, they end up getting a normal release. I know um, there was a yeah. I think it's a Sailor Moon set that was like for the crane game. And I ended up buying like I have two of them, Moon and Venus on display, you know, and. And I looked at, I remember looking at the box. I'm like, crazy. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I'm thinking like either who, whoever this dealer got it from, they bought it from somebody, they got it from somebody who was doing crane games. But I found out later that these crane game uh, figurines got a normal release as well. So I was like, that was kind of cool. Yeah. And not only that, but like I was saying, the secondhand market is really huge. Mm -hmm. There are shops that are literally dedicated to having. Basically, um, one of the shops we went to, I think it was called like Tokyo Mode or something, and it was literally just a shop that had plexiglass lockers that you, as a, a geek, would rent out the locker and fill it up with figurines that were in their boxes new, in open boxes, were displayed but then not messed with otherwise, so they were just put back in their packaging um, without the box or whatever. You could find props, you could find cosplay items and stuff like that, and they were very heavily less the price than what you would get from even just the shop that I got my Maleficent at because it was being sold by, it was basically like a, a specialized eBay was that you were mm. basically paying. And many of these sellers would have similar figures. So there was also their bidding war to get people to buy their stuff because they would want to be, Oh, a little bit less than the guy next to him or two blockers down. Right. So that's another thing to keep in mind as well. Yeah, I've I've gotten a couple of things off of the um the the app games, but a lot of what I end up getting I've bought through proxies that have, you know, picked it up. Um one of my friends was in Japan for 2 years and she would regularly go shopping, so I wasted yep. a lot of money on her like, cause she'd just, she would go into a store, she would buy a bunch of crap and then put it up on her Facebook and go, "Okay, who wants what?" So I ended up getting a lot of stuff that way, um, but she knew that there were a couple of things that I was specifically looking for. So she would actually go into the arcades and um, the people that work in the arcades, they are willing to help you learn how to use the machines in order to win the prizes, um, mainly because you're spending money and they get to play for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
makes money for the shop, so... Exactly. (laughs) Well, and there's also the fact that there are a lot of people out there on the internet that do these claw machine content games where they basically just play the games themselves and make, like, surprise boxes that you can, can buy from their store or whatever, and they're just like, okay, fandom of Naruto or One Piece or Demon Slayer or whatever, they put a surprise box together, you pay you know, a flat fee and they'll ship you a bunch of merch that they've gotten from a lot of these machines. So there are so many markets out there for this. And literally it's just a matter of of waiting. On the other hand, there are certain things that don't make it into the greater market and are very, very rare. Um, So you're, if, if you do end up finding it, you're paying out the nose for it. There are certain Sailor Moon items that I really, really wanted, and they were exclusive Mm -hmm. to arcade games, and trying to find them now is so difficult, and it makes my wallet cry. I honestly, even when I was in Japan and I was seeing the secondhand market where there was stuff Sailor Moon-wise, like, there is such a big market for Sailor Moon secondhand, (laughs) even the more rare stuff, but the pricing it, yeah, like you said, it's it's gouged to the heavens. It's gouged to the tens. And I just, like, I wanted all the things, but I could not. Well, another time, perhaps. Okay. Um, Mako-chan, I think this one is yours, right? Yeah, mm. it's a little shitty. Oh... It begins. What do you mean begins? It it, 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 it never it, ended. There you go. So we have discussed on this show uh, the infamous serial toilet thief. Uh, well, they did finally catch him. Um, and it, it's titled The God of Toilets Case. So basically, <laughs> yeah, basically the investigators in Chiba Prefecture they uh, had a string of toilet thefts and they dubbed the city itself dubbed the caper the god of toilets case so it began back in October when a construction crew partway through building a house showed up to the job site to discover the toilet had disappeared since their last shift Um, it wasn't long again until yet another porcelain throne vanished from a different under construction house Um, All told, the eventual count reached 18 pilfered poop pots. Mm. And this is coming from the article. I'm not making this crap up. Um, So they finally ended up catching him, and it ended up tracing to a 26-year-old office worker uh, who was arrested and taken into custody earlier uh, during this week, actually. Um, He was previously employed at a home construction company, and it's likely that his knowledge of on-site workflow and common security measures enabled him to continue his crapper crime spree. Hmm. Uh, um, So, yeah, so basically he was taking them in order to sell them at secondhand stores to pay for his living expenses. Um. They have uh, the police have not actually publicly announced how they ended up tracking him down, but basically 
the fact that he was selling them at secondhand stores, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna tell on you. It's not like you're going in there and they're gonna go, oh no, I don't know who this person is. Uh, you're you're selling toilets to them. It, it, it's not like it's some random stuff that you're giving to different places. You're specifically selling toilets. So yeah, um, the crapper case is done. God of toilets? <sighs> what a shitty patronage. But did they catch him with a number one or a number two, though? I, I thought it would be funnier if they caught him with his pants down. That one hurt. <laughs> that 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 one that one hurt. Wait. I wish this was alcohol. You know I, the fact yeah. that it, the fact that Ichigo broke Marco right then and there. No, I didn't say she broke me. I just said that hurt. Yeah. That was a very bad pun. Mm. Very <laughs> fitting, but also very bad. Very bad. It was just terrible. This is why. Oh God. This is why I have a channel on my Discord that's Vaporwave Dad Joke Vibes, because that's what we're here for. We're here for the puns. But yeah, I just, I when I was reading this, I was like, really, toilet? Like, legitimately, toilets. Like, I, we've seen a lot on this channel. We've seen a lot through the years of doing we've weird We've seen news. some shit. We, Depending on the this type boy. of toilet. No, no. Depending on the type of toilet that you're looking at, um, if they're building new homes, it's going to be a new toilet. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking at anywhere between 150 to $7,000, depending on I the type of say, toilet. I was at least 1K in Japanese toilets, because let's be honest, the built-in bidet, the noises and the right. whatever, the lights, the LEDs, you're basically, your gamer toilet, whatever it is, you know... They cost a lot in Japan, and a lot of that is because of the way they use water and the way they function and all the add-ons and everything. Um, so, I was he planning a big potty? Oh my gosh, he ought to be here. <laughs> in our chat here, Anime Jam session on Twitch.tv. Oh my gosh. But yeah, um, so I, even yeah. if this guy is only making half of what you know the the toilet actually costs, mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're looking at you know rent. I mean, you're looking at rent, but also, like, how is he expecting not to get caught? Like, I, even just, like, if you were doing it on the secondhand market, I know, I know over here what tends to get stolen from a lot of um, building sites and stuff like that is copper wiring and copper piping and metal and things like that. But toilets? Like, I, God. Like what? Yeah, the the people that end up stealing the copper, they're smart enough to actually melt it down before they start selling it. So it's not in the same form that they stole it in. Yeah, but you can't really do that with a with a potty unless you like turn like true high art and flip it on its side and spray paint on it. Like it's not like one of those Skull toilets that everybody's oh been going gosh, nuts I over. That. I want one. You I don't need glow. one. That's what I was eyes glow in that toilet. I want one. Oh, he thought he would be flush <sighs> with cash, but his plans went down the drain. Oh my gosh, this chat tonight, oh. guys. Chat. All right, the puns are getting shittier and shittier. That, that was just terrible. 
You used that one already. I know. Because y'all are making me cry laugh. Okay. But anyway, moving on. All right. So now we're going to talk about the last story about how the Olympic Committee is training hackers to protect the Olympic Games. Kind of makes sense. So what's going to happen is that the Tokyo Organizing Committee has trained 220 white hat hackers. Just so you know, white hat hackers are the good guys. Black hat hackers are the bad guys. So, you know, that's why they also say there's such thing as ethical hacking. Now, and they also call them white hackers, like I just explained. They're doing this to make sure that the cybersecurity during the, the Olympics is secure and everything is okay. Fears of a cyber attack during the games are warranted as the 2018 Winter Games in Pyeongchang were heavily disrupted by a network breach and its official website was shut down. And there was also a cyber attack on the 2012 Olympic Games website as well, as well as their network. Japan's own ability to withstand such attacks were called into question two years ago when the minister in charge of the games admitted to have never touched a computer in his life. And I believe we talked about that. But this person has stepped down and there is somebody new and basically brought back up. Now, there is fear that this elite team that was trained by the government that only a few months ago announced it would phase out the uses of fax machines and wooden stamps. The good news here is that each member was plucked from existing IT companies with existing expertise and employment. So that's even better. But this is also an important detail with the still realistic possibility that the games get scrapped and they suddenly have over 200 disgruntled, unemployed, unemployed white hackers on their hands. Now, any news in regards to the Olympics, it's, you're going to get people from Japan complaining about it. According to the netizens, this is what they've been saying. I'm surprised they did something properly. I joined just to get the training experience. We should just convert everything to paper and stamps. It's the ultimate in cybersecurity. <laughs> the training is probably reminding them all how to use Internet Explorer. Or worse, Netscape. No, 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 no. Netscape's fine. That's what mo that's what that's what Firefox has become. Netscape is is basically Firefox, but Internet Explorer will load. With very little known about these hackers or their training, it's hard to say how effective they will be. But if the games are being broadcast without any noticeable issues, then you know who to thank in regards to this. This leaves one lingering problem that can't be solved with encryption or vaccines, the lethal heat that comes every summer. Since they still since they still since they still seem dead bent on holding it in July. Hopefully they're taking the extra time to come up with some co better cooling ideas than funny hats and everyone turning their air conditioners on at the same time. Yeah, turn your air conditioner on and leave the doors open. Hmm. Anywho, I, 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 I think we're done here. I, 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 that, that comment alone, I'm just like, no. No, I, 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 I think we're done here, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, 
If you like the show, tell a friend. The intern will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And while you're at it, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find links to our weekly podcasts, anime reviews, convention reports, cosplayer interviews, cosplay tricks and tips, editorials, and a whole lot more. And that's AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget to check out our podcast whenever you can. Any podcasting app that's out there, you can find us on there. Over 480 episodes, 10 years of, of content, check it out. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, search it, and we can be found. And don't forget to follow us on our many social medias, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. You want to see convention coverage? YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session. When we're going live, articles in regards to our website and other things? Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. When we're going live, convention cosplay photos and, and some secret videos and stuff? Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. And don't forget, we appreciate your subscriptions, uh, your bits, um, tips, streamlabs.com slash anime jam session, kofi.com slash anime jam session. Any money goes in, keeps the site going, and keeps everything up and running. And we really appreciate that. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. I need to be up at 4 a.m. I'm not looking forward to it. (laughs) Last words, Mako-chan. I'm currently playing Keep the Cat Away From My Window. It's not working. Last words, Ichigo. I'm super excited for my new computer and I'm creating a new home, but I hope to see you guys next week. So have a great week. When is it coming? It's coming after February 2nd. It said shipping on February 2nd, but it's fast shipping. So I'm very, very excited. Awesome. My last words. I'm going to put together some ice cream and watch another brand new episode of NCIS. Damn you, CBS, for hitting me with a two-for-one like that. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, new articles, new stories, new chaos, and all of that stuff. So, this is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, all. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That is it. Perfect. We're out of here. See you all next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. 
Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!